All right, so Biblical Soul Care Sunday School. We are um, in the second week of gentleness, which is a, the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to go a little bit out of order. So if you're looking at part two, we're going to do that introduction, then we're going to jump back into part one to finish up that handout. But this is a discussion that I'd like to have as kind of a way to review and to just kind of frame our conversation this morning. Hopefully we'll get to our scenarios this at, and by the end of, of our class time this morning. But look at this um, comment from MacArthur and Mayhew in in their systematic theology book called Biblical Doctrine. Uh, They say that gentleness, uh, sometimes translated meekness, basically pictures controlled strength expressed by a humble heart. In its ancient secular sense, the Greek term meant a gentle breeze or a tamed beast. That is, strength used for good and not evil. So that kind of summarizes what we discussed last week when we talked about gentleness and, and we talked about how it's not very attractive in our culture to be gentle, to be characterized by gentle because it's also often associated as weakness or um, just inability or timid, timidity, um, people who just can't do anything better so they have to be gentle. They have to be meek. But that's not what meekness is biblically. Um, and of course the best example is Jesus Christ himself who says... Uh, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Um, he is one who would not put out the smoldering wick, right? Uh, he will not, um, he's gentle and lowly in heart, he says. Uh, and then one of the, the scriptures we read last week was um, when he's about to be arrested um, in the garden, and he, he says, hey, put the sword away. Don't you know that I could call on my Father and he would send 12 legions of angels here to save me? And so gentleness is really having the power to do something, um, but restraining it. Okay. So um, in, another, in a sermon, MacArthur and others have said uh, that gentleness is strength under control. That's what gentleness is. And so we ought to all desire to be gentle, um, but... That is obviously not what we see all around us. So the question is, on on page one of this week's handout, um, in what situations or circumstances is it difficult or do people lack gentleness? And there's going to be a lot of answers, a lot of potential answers here, but so I thought we'd maybe put a list. So if you think about when are people not gentle, what are some situations where that's evident? They're in pain. Pain, okay. Pain or suffering. When else? When corrected or corrected. Okay, when being corrected. Okay, yeah. Being corrected. And I'll put that, the other one is um, bringing correction, right? <laughs> yes. In competition. I'm going to make a list over here. So in, in this sense, specifically when you win, right? So when you, when you, and you watch the NFL this afternoon, and somebody makes a good play, what do they do? They just humbly walk back to the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, what do they do? They're flexing their muscles, and they're talking trash, and they're taunting, and they're doing all that whole thing. What is that? 
So that, that's kind of this lack of gentleness. It's kind of a silly example, but in, in competition, when you win, are you gentle? Okay. okay, when you lose, that could apply to work too. Uh -huh. If you did something better than your coworker mm. or didn't. When you have a success or a victory of some kind at work, something works out because of you. I did it. What about a bad call, like last week? <laughs> <laughs> when the Chiefs get the no, so and it, when something doesn't go your way, it's in the competition. I mean, yeah, I'm not good at so yeah, but bad when you perceive to be a bad call or a bad decision, an injustice. By somebody who is an authority over you. Yeah. It's hard to be gentle. <coughs> and then you see another, another game to the same thing. <laughs> Inconsistency. <laughs> and they don't call it. Yep. Yeah, yep. question back this morning. Okay. <laughs> and I just got here. <laughs> um, now, I was trying to look up the origin of it, but, like, you, you've heard of Murphy's Law, right? Yeah, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. When, when I have a plan and, and things are not going right, right? So when uh, plans are interrupted or worse, they're ruined, they're thwarted. I don't know, you might be trying to move you know, a piece of furniture into your daughter's room and it won't fit. And you don't want to like take it apart because that takes too long, so you just try to mess it and then you crack the part of the wood. I don't know if anybody's ever had that experience. I'm just, you know. And then you get angry. Yes, yeah, I've heard of that happening before, I don't know. Um, inconveniencing, yeah. So. There are, when, when my plan doesn't work out, okay, when I'm inconvenienced by coworkers, friends, family. Jealousy or covetousness. So, jealous. I think when you have to sacrifice or give something that you don't want to give. Yeah. I get a lot of angry people in my office because they have to pay taxes. Let's see. I have the let's see, pay taxes, abide by speed limit, laws. When I have to obey a law or a rule that I don't like, and so I'm going to do that with. Sometimes well, there's a lack of gentleness there. What about when you feel uh, like neglected? Or ignored. Um, I think when the longer something happens where you don't feel like you're getting your due, it is very hard to be gentle. Oh, now you want some help, huh? You haven't even helped me in the last 18 years. You know, or 
so now you want my ideas, now that you've made the decision and it fell apart on you. Like, that response is a lack of gentleness. Wouldn't most of us respond with a lack of gentleness whenever our idols are touched? Because mm -hmm. all those on that list could be. <clears throat> yeah. Um, when we're angry, of course, right? When we're angry, whether that is for a righteous reason or a selfish reason, when we're angry, it is very difficult to be gentle. Impatience. Mm -hmm. Okay. When something's taking too long. Or something repeated, even after trying to correct, it's repeated over and over. <coughs> or tired. Confrontation. Is that something related to being corrected or bringing correction? What about stress? Mm -hmm. When you're stressed? What about when you're good at something? Mm. If you're really good at X in your job, or you're an excellent mother, or father, or husband, or wife, or brother, or servant, or, yeah, if you are excellent at something, can you be gentle with people who aren't? Sometimes there's, a, there's an intolerance, or there's a, a impatience with people who are not as good as you, or like we talked about in the competition, if you win all the time, there's a tendency to remind people that you are a winner when you beat them. So there's, there's lots of situations, lots of, of commentary we could provide on all of those things. But it is difficult. Um, we just don't see a lot of gentleness in these kinds of situations, in those relationships. So the question is, um, it's a more of a thought question on the, on the page there. It says, when do you struggle to be gentle? When do you struggle to keep your um, strength and your abilities and, and the power that you may have in a given area under control to do good to somebody? So as, as we think about that, and as we get to the scenarios, hopefully here in, here in just a little while, um, we'll have one about, it's, it's Christmas time, right? We're about to spend some time with family. How can you right now plan to be gentle when we'll call him Uncle Kurt? That's, did I call him Kurt? I think, I don't know, I tried to pick a name that... I don't know if anybody has. So when, when that family member who pushes buttons starts going on, how are you going to avoid a sinful confrontation? Instead, gentle communication. Okay? So that's what we're, what we're trying to figure out. How does the Holy Spirit help us to do that? And so to continue in handout number one, we're on page four, and we're talking about gentleness in the Christian Okay, and we have Colossians 3, 12 through 13, where Paul writes, Put on then, 
as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, which is our word, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So, telling the church to have um, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. What do those characteristics have in common? Besides that they're difficult. <laughs> Centered. Yeah. If you if you are selfish, you're not humble. You're not meek. You're not patient. You're not kind. Yeah. All of those require a um, putting to death of my sinful flesh. Right. Rock, it seems like they're also necessary for true forgiveness mm-hmm. in the context. Mm-hmm. I guess thinking of the list up there, but it's tempting sometimes not to be gentle and extending forgiveness to someone, you know, having a mildness about it. You're, you are kind of in a power position, and you're the one who's extending the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, how, how do you extend it? Do you extend it like, well, yeah, I'll forgive you, but I'll remember for next time. Yeah. They all take walking in the spirit rather than the flesh and all Mm-hmm. <coughs> yes, they require us to be reliant on the Spirit. And touching on what John just mentioned, what truths has a Christian experienced in this passage? That Paul kind of outlines it for us. That what enables us to behave that way? To be meek and patient and humble. A renewed heart. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit gives us that. Mm-hmm. What else? Christ's example and the power we have <clears throat> in Christ. Yeah. yeah. We are in Christ. And John mentioned forgiveness. We have, Look at verse 13. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Okay. And then verse 12 you are, as a Christian, one of God's chosen people, holy and beloved. So, that is our experience. We are chosen by God. We are adopted into His family. We are forgiven. And so that really enables us, and gives us the example that we need to, to do this. So we can put on those things. We can put on gentleness and meekness because we are chosen and because we've been forgiven. We have the model in Jesus. Look at Titus 3. 1 through 3 says, Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities. Ouch! Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle and to show perfect courtesy toward 
all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. Why should we be gentle with unbelievers? What does he say there in verse 3? Because you want them to want what you have. Right. I remember in college there was a girl that she was so kind and I and I know it was it was Christ in her but whatever it was she had she she just drew people to her and that's what you that's what that is is the the gentle kindness that see that and I mean not everybody obviously wants but I mean those that are seeking Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it is a good um, a good witness yeah yeah. People see it and, mm-hmm. and desire it. Yeah. What are the thoughts? We used to be just like that. We were like that. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like to be like them. That's how we lived. <coughs> and, and therefore, and who extended gentleness and forgiveness and grace to us? The Lord. <coughs> so, so do likewise. Now let's apply it to, what about in counseling and discipleship, soul care? Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of fools pour out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Let's look at 20. How does the, this wisdom from Proverbs 15 inform our counsel? You need to be really careful because people that are seeking counsel are in a really vulnerable position. And if you are harsh, you can crush them, mm-hmm. and you can also just keep them from continuing the search mm-hmm. in their heart. <coughs> yeah. It does take some, some courage to seek help. Right? And if somebody's coming at you angry... Verse 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So that is something that's instructive for us. We will be likely in counseling, especially if we have to do one of these, right? We have to bring correction or confront on sin. We, we need to be ready for some wrath to come to kind of flare up a little bit and how Should we be gentle? Well, a soft answer turns away wrath. A gentle tongue is a tree of life. So careful, gentle in what we say. 
Let's continue on. Galatians 6.1 is one of our favorite verses. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watching yourself, lest you too be tempted. What reason does Paul give for why we should be gentle? Keep gentleness in our minds when we're restoring others caught in sin. Thank you, Stan, for being here. Yeah. So yeah, we don't want to be arrogant. He says, "I mean, keep watching yourself, lest you be tempted." David, I was basically saying the same thing mm-hmm. that when we're not gentle, we we do bring this sense of arrogance. Of, mm-hmm. I've done this for a long time. I'm better than you. Why can't you get this together in your life? And that's the the moment that that we're not keeping watch of ourselves. Yeah, if we're correcting someone caught in transgression, we have the attitude that I'm varsity and you're JV. Someday you can be like me. You need to, like there's a lack. That's what a lack of gentleness can communicate very easily. What's wrong with you? I figured that out years ago. So the spirit of gentleness um, and it's back to that Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath. And, and verse, was it 4? That a gentleness is a tree of life. And it's understanding that we were there. Maybe not in this exact sin, but I was caught in transgression. I was spending my days in malice and envy, hating others and being hated. You have to really ingrain it in your head because in the moment it can be easy to accidentally sound passive aggressive Mm -hmm. um, or like I'm better than you without meaning to. Mm -hmm. So you have to really believe it in your heart that this is the truth, that I was once like you, I understand like Mm -hmm. I was there before, Um, I'm not perfect either. You know, you have to have that humility in your heart and Mm -hmm. soul so that you don't come off that way, and they can usually tell. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's striking how, how important you cannot be gentle if you're not humble, Yeah. right? That, that's really important. Um, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Um, let's look at 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to knowledge of the truth, and they may become they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So, uh, what can happen when we correct others with gentleness? Run into the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it can't happen if I'm not gentle, right? But it sure makes it harder. But we correct with gentleness. And God may perhaps grant them repentance. That is that has reason enough to be gentle. Maybe the Lord will grant them repentance if I get out of the way with my pride and my self-exaltation. I'm gentle. <clears throat> so gentleness is a crucial virtue for a Christian who knows and trusts God. There's a direct correlation between what we know about God and our gentleness. And our gentleness... Uh, or meekness is a great measuring stick between what we say we know about God and his goodness, his sovereignty, 
and in how we behave in daily life. So how do we grow? That's what we're going to kind of touch on very quickly on page one of the, of the second handout. <clears throat> so how do you and I grow in gentleness? How do we respond in gentleness? Especially when we think about, we've kind of maybe been convicted about something on our list over here. Uh, how do we grow? I have just a few things here. Let's, and if you want, if you have a comment on these, I'll, I'll pause and just make a comment. Um, but here's some ways that we can start thinking about um, and, and seeing uh, more gentleness in our lives. If you meditate on God's attributes, Okay, like his glory, his power, goodness, and wisdom. Because when we are amazed at God, we are less amazed at ourselves. Okay? So if we want to be gentle, we know that humility is a big part of that. Being amazed, being, uh, just beholding God and all of his glory and power, that is going to have a humbling effect on us. It's going to change us. So think about, read about, study the attributes of God. What is God like? We'll go through these and then you can just have a time to, to comment. The second one would be to be thankful. Thankful people are mindful that all that they have comes from God. Any strength or gift or talent, um, anything that comes naturally to you is not because of you. It has come from the Father. And C, this is a hard one. You got to plan for it. This is what we're about to do here in a little bit. But consider how gentleness would look in the specific circumstances of your life and in my life. So, uh, if I know that I struggle to be gentle with my children, I need to make a plan for it. I need to figure out what I'm going to do differently. I don't just hope that. Well, I mean, we talked about gentleness today in Sunday school, so probably next time I'll be gentle. No, that's not how that works. Now, that's just that that's the kind of filling my head with knowledge that doesn't change my heart. This feeling makes me puffed up. Well, yeah, I studied gentleness. Of course I'm gentle. Well, if you ask my children, would they agree? If you ask my wife, if you ask my um, my colleagues at work. So where am I struggling? And let's make a plan to be intentional about being gentle. Um, Ezra seven ten, I remember years ago when we did that that Bible memory class. I mean it's been years probably eight, ten years ago when, when we did that. But this is one of the verses. It says, Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. And that, that just kind of struck me. He studied, he set his mind to, to know it, to study the law. And I was like, yeah, awesome. And to do it. And he had set his mind. He went in with that intentionality of, I am going to do the law of the Lord. I'm going to know it and I'm going to do it and then I'm going to teach it. And there's, there needs to be that intentionality in us. If we know, I lack gentleness. Okay, I need to study it. I need to commit myself to do it. And then I can be gentle and show how to be gentle. But having an Ezra attitude. And then also, of course, we want to pray for it. I know I'm lacking in gentleness. I need to repent of my selfishness the ways I'm tempted to show off my strength or to use it to keep other people down or from questioning me. So, 
the Lord will answer that prayer because that's what he does. Romans 8, 28 and 29, he does all things to work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. He's going to make us like his son. He's conforming us to his son's image. So let's look at some scenarios. Scenario one, Christmas dinner is right around the corner. And that means celebration, traditions, and Uncle Kurt. Every conversation with your uncle seems to take a turn to controversy and ends in anger. He knows how to push each person's buttons, making a comment about politics here, critiquing the dinner there, anything to get a rise out of someone. Conversation after conversation over the years with Uncle Kurt seems to end in yelling and insults being hurled like grenades. But this year, you've been studying the fruit of the Spirit. You know that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are to be descriptors of your life in Christ. So as we think about, let's, let's consider Uncle Kurt. Why might someone like Uncle Kurt behave like he behaves? He's not... <clears throat> Maybe he's not a believer. Yeah, maybe he's not a believer, right? He feels either inferior or superior. Okay, so there's there's maybe some pride there. Okay. There's also a pattern. It's like a tradition. Every year, mm -hmm. we get to have yeah. this fun little argument <laughs> together, and I get to push people's buttons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He might just enjoy conflict. He just, like he just likes, you know, maybe he likes being <laughs> that. There's a level of immaturity with that as well, just because if he if he's continually doing it, then it does indicate that he enjoys it. Mm -hmm. He might be completely unaware. <laughs> that happens. It seems like I run into that more these days. Maybe I'm just more aware of it, but. There's, there's a, a lack of awareness a lot of times. He's, uh, you know, the fool so takes pleasure in airing his own opinions. Sometimes in situations like that, it's almost good to assume that they aren't aware mm -hmm. and not that they're doing it on purpose. So this, how would you approach him? Just on the side, like, I don't know if you know this, but... And then kind of just tell him. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that every time you say that, Grandma gets really mad. <laughs> People try to avoid a conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you realize? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's so yeah. So going into that next that next conversation, that next question that Heather's talking about. Well, what do you what do we do? And and it kind of depends on why you think he might be doing it. Maybe if it's lack of awareness, we have to be careful to have the conversation with him, to be gentle but direct. To not be sarcastic, to not be make big generalizations and, and things like that. Um, but how do how can we be gentle with Kurt? And, and I think it does start with conversations. Who who will be willing to gently help Uncle Kurt if he wants to be helped? <laughs> Who's going to do that? And how can we do that? you're in the middle of it and there's other people and it's not a good time to actually talk to them about it, find somebody who is good at redirecting conversation mm -hmm. and like just put them on Uncle Kurt duty. <laughs> 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 I was going to say something similar but it was almost a beat into the punch kind of situation. Mm -hmm. like before he can say the first mm -hmm. words, direct the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
guide the conversation. Yeah. So if you maybe maybe you are part of uh, I know some people and sometimes when we go to some of our um, family gatherings there will be like planned questions and things yeah. and how can you steer that you can plan for that that's a good idea um, also if you know that he's, he's there's high likelihood Uncle Kurt's going to turn this how can I turn it back yeah. gently without saying well that was a dumb comment well let's talk about something else now like, but that, we don't want to do that right that might make it worse likely is going to make it worse Pretty much guaranteed to make it worse, actually. So, like, how how can we d- redirect it? What are some things that we can say to gently maybe change the subject? How about them chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> so right. That might make other people mad, though. I don't know. <laughs> so. I always just find like the smallest word that they said that just is nothing. It could go nothing close to what they said. Like they might say. Um, something about, I don't know, the only thing I can think of is the Queen of England, and I'll be like, oh, she has such cute corgis, <laughs> you know, like, maybe, yeah, I think if, if there's something to affirm, and that, that's, that's a skill, that takes practice, if somebody says a whole lot of things, and there's something in there that's right or good, yeah, agree with what you can agree with, agree with what you can agree with, I like how you said this, these two words, and you just, you don't say that, but I like how you said this, and I I agree, and I think this is how the Lord has taught me, and if you can turn it to scripture, what the Lord is teaching you, or what, um, what you've seen that's good and right and true and and beautiful, like we we see in um, Philippians 4, if you can redirect it that way, take something they say, let's turn that, steer the ship away from that one. Related to that, like if, if there's a specific topic that's always, this is the complaining topic. It's always, I mean, politics is an easy target. So if, if you can preempt it and say, like, if you were the president, how would you try to help X people or this law? What would you do? Um, I imagine it would be difficult, but what, how could you help people in that way if you had that authority? Or... If it's whatever it's it's complaining about, you know, how there's a lot of people. The antidote to sometimes a complainer is like, okay, what's the solution? So now, is there a hundred percent way that's going to fix it? No. And sometimes that even in in your attempts to fix it, it'll not work. Uh, And then that is often when I found in my own life. But I, I know, okay, I'm going to anticipate this is going to happen, and it's going to be hard for me, and I'm going to respond this way, in a gentle way. So I do that, and then it's more anger, more insult, more, and then I'm, I'm like, whoa, I tried. I mean, and it, so my gentleness runs out after that first initial push, right? But, but sometimes that is where we will shine the brightest, is if I can continue to, to be gentle in the face of... Criticism. Careful too to not pack hunt. So 
if everybody knows that he's a problem, and you kind of have this secret, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, here he goes, <laughs> you know, or these little subtle signs we send each other that we're all mm -hmm. annoyed. That's not, mm -hmm. I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miles is ouch. I'm only saying these things because of, you know, I've seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard about it. I read about it somewhere once. Yeah. yeah, there's now so this there's a lot of different ways that um, family can cause us to maybe get angry or not be gentle. So that this this is a scenario I know there's a thousand different variations to an Uncle Kurt. But um, so let's start thinking about it. How are we gonna respond? We got a few days, right? We got a few days before our family traditions and things come. So how are we going to glorify the Lord by being gentle? Look at scenario two. Work has been difficult lately. Two months ago, you were in the running for a promotion that would have given you new responsibilities and a significant pay increase. But the bosses decided to promote Bernie. Now Bernie's asking for your help after taking credit for all of your successes. What are some typical responses that an average, you know, unbeliever might have to Bernie wanting your help after he took credit for your ideas and your hard work and you made it work, made that project a success, and he got the promotion. What are some typical responses? Hey, man, I don't pay that for that. Yeah. Refuse to help. Yeah, you refuse to help. That's not my job. Yeah. You get paid, my dad. Yeah. That's above my pay grade. Oh, that sounds like, sounds like a job for you to figure out, right? Anything else? Update your resume. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna detach from this. This is. This is unjust. Yeah, I'll get a different job. See how Bernie makes it without me. Right. A lot of petty revenge. might give him false information or something. You mean somebody would sabotage it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Talking disrespectfully of him to the others. Yeah. Mm. Bringing him down a lot. Yeah. Yeah, or subtly, like, implying 